what's good, my amazing friends? This is Sarah Grace, and you are listening to The Remedy. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning back into the show this week. As every week, I am so stoked to be hanging out with you and bringing the word to your listening ears and studying the word with you and taking this journey called life together. And oh my gosh, you guys, I am so excited because today, this very day on the show, we have Megan Wright. She is a Bible teacher. She is a speaker. She is an up and coming author. She has devotionals on version that I'm sure maybe you guys have downloaded and done. But today on the show, I want to introduce to you Megan Wright. Aw, thank you so much. I am honored to have a talk with you and your listeners. And I am excited to see what God brings from our conversation. Absolutely. Me too, Megan. I'm so grateful that you took the time out of your day to hang out with us here on The Remedy. And on The Remedy, the show is that life is real and sometimes raw and the world is sick around us, but we have the remedy and the remedy is God's word. And so every situation in our lives, the remedy is found in the word of God. And You are someone who is pumping out incredible devotionals, and um, why don't you tell us a little bit about all of the devotionals you have out so far and one that you maybe want to highlight today? Yeah, so I am really uh, in a sweet spot in my life where I feel that I know what my calling is, and that is to equip women to seek Jesus in the messiness of life, And, and that has come out of me walking in my flesh every day of my struggles and just allowing God to use the word to really transform. And he calls that the fruit of the spirit. And over the past several years, my fruit has really come out in my life because I have been studying the word of God. It is truly the remedy to every single problem that we face. And at the uh, end of last year, I really felt a nudge to uh, start showcasing and highlighting God's word through my voice and through uh, my life and my testimony. And so the version devotional came out of a place where I had written Bible studies and I had talked and taught them at a church in the past. And I wanted other people to really be able to connect to real life circumstances and not feeling condemned or shamed or um, guilt or anything like that when they read through the word of God, but really just had another honest conversation of, you know, I am not 100% right now. And I'm, I'm not living my best in all areas of my life, but I want to get there. And so the first devotional that I put out was really on insecurity and the root of insecurity being not understanding your identity in Christ. And after I launched that, it was really evident that there are just so many people who do not understand their true identity. And our true identity is actually rooted in the word of God. It is God and it's Christ and our salvation in Christ. And because of that, we put our old self off and we put our new self on. And God says that through the cross, our new self has the ability to create and produce amazing fruit in our lives. And so the next new version devotional that I wrote was on different seasons of your life. And it was working through 
a season of waiting. Uh, it was called Wait What? And it was an honest conversation of something that I had been through where uh, I was faced with a challenge in my life. And my flesh uh, and every single thing in me wanted to do what the world wanted me to do and just leave everything and, uh, you know, do something selfish. And God really spoke to me and just said, wait. And my life changed in the wait. And after I came out of that season, just as God had done before, he really convicted me to write about it, which was super hard and challenging. Uh, and so I wrote about it and, and launched that devotional. Uh, the latest uh, devo- two devotionals I've had are on boundaries, which is a super fun topic um, <laughs> because people don't know what boundaries are and they don't know how to get them. And uh, so I wrote a devotional about that from a scriptural perspective. And then my most recent version devotional is called Lord Shut My Mouth, Breaking Through Offenses. And This one has uh, been a a hot topic for me in my life because it came out of a a place where I was always the person who just thought, well, I am a tell it like it is kind of person and I'm a straight shooter and you know what you're going to get because I'm not going to sugarcoat things. And I always had that perspective and um, really had a uh, reputation for just, you know, blurting things out a lot. And so (laughs) there came a time in my life where God convicted me and I had to look at it and say, well, again, my identity is in Christ. And so am I being a straight shooter and a tell it like it is person because that's what the Holy Spirit is calling me to? Or is that my flesh? And I'm just using that as an excuse. And in walks this journey with God uh, over several years, mind you, of him really working through why I felt like I I had to be that. And and ultimately, it came out of an insecurity because I wanted people to like me. I wanted people to accept me. I wanted the attention. And I feared rejection from people. And what God showed me was that because of those insecurities being so deeply rooted, it caused a pride rift in my life. And I was so prideful in thinking that my opinion trumped other people's opinions. And my opinion and uh, my voice was more important than other people's voice. And so I really had to do a work on my heart because that, let me tell you, when you ask God to show you where he needs to grow you, he's going to do that. And it's super uncomfortable. And so he started revealing all these areas of growth that I needed to just shut my mouth in. Number one, my marriage, I was super sassy. And thinking that I just was, you know, God's gift to my husband, which I am, but you know, (laughs) not in those moments. And uh, then in my parenting, I just really was struggling with these kinds of things. It was my way or the highway. Um, And that kind of transcended also into my job. I found myself just having this attitude with my coworkers of, you know what, they, they just, don't understand and I can do it better and all of these things. And really, when it came down to it, the underlying message in that was that I just needed to be knocked off of my high horse and understand that I thought that everybody else was just getting super offended all the time. And really, it was me that needed a shift in my perspective. And so this devotional breaks down root issues of my sassiness and where that was coming out. And I really feel like 
Other people might struggle with this too. And so it breaks those things down. It shows the roots and, and where those things are. And then, you know, the beautiful thing about God's word, the remedy, is that he gives us opportunities to build things back up, but being rooted on the word of God. And that is where the fruit of the spirit comes. Yes, so huge, so huge. I mean, well, yeah, this show, I I started this show because I just felt like amongst church circles and people who profess to be Christian, biblical illiteracy is epidemic. Mm -hmm. People don't read the word. And I love, love, love the ministry that you have been called to, which is equipping women to seek Jesus within the messiness of life and that you are a Bible teacher from the word. It isn't just, Mm -hmm. you know, some, uh, you know, meme, uh, you know, seize candy version of uh, scripture, but that you actually dig into things that like rocks in a tumbler that, you know, even knock the the hard edges off of us, even when, you know, we don't think that the hard edges are coming from us, but um, yeah. but it's us that end yeah, up in the tumbler too. It's so true. And here's the thing is that I, when I was in that place of pride and insecurity, I didn't know the word of God. I really didn't. I knew the cliches and I was listening to sermons on Sundays, but I didn't know the word of God for myself. And that's where I was lacking. And it's so funny because God says, when you seek me, you'll find me. And so I wasn't seeking him in the word. I was seeking him in what other people said and other people had opinions about and even good things. I was seeking him in good things like church on Sunday, but I wasn't seeking him in the most important thing. And that is the word of God itself. And there are so many people that don't know who they are because they don't know who God is. And the only way to truly know who God is, is to know his word. How are you going to know God if you don't know his word? And it's really easy to, very easy, to be led astray by the enemy into something that seems powerful uh, because what you know, a, a Christianity a lifestyle, but without the word of God is, a, you know, mm-hmm. somebody who's neutered. You don't have the sword. You're not in the battle. It's mm-hmm. not real. The power isn't there. And so then you get led astray into things that look more powerful or you find your identity in other ways when really our identity is found in Christ. We're new creations in Christ. And like you said, seek seeking the Lord. How do you do that? Well, you seek the Lord where he's found, and that's in his word. <laughs> so huge. It's so true. And and here's the thing is that you can you can have good intentions of wanting to seek Jesus and other things, right? Like, but the problem is is that when it's that's the only thing that you're doing. If you're only seeking God and going to church then you're missing it. Mm-hmm. Now, Paul tells us to, to meet and to commune and to not stop meeting as a church. But when we're only doing that to fill us, we're not going to be full, right? You can you can have good things in your life that allow you to come closer to God, like being in a good community and going to, you know, groups, small groups, Bible studies. But when you're only doing that, you're not tasting and seeing that the Mm -hmm. Lord is good. And so where I found fullness 
was when I started to understand the Bible because I was in a community reading the Bible together, digging deeper, asking questions and studying and studying and studying. And here is the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is that when you open your Bible and you say, Lord, give me wisdom and knowledge in this reading, he answers. Why? Because he says it's our absolute calling and will for us to seek him in all things. He says that in Thessalonians. And so when we say, God, I want to know more, and he sees us in the Bible finding and looking for more, he answers that abundantly. But we have to be the ones that seek it like a treasure. And what I have found is that the more that I seek it, the more I don't know. But that's a beautiful thing because it's like that desire of, oh my gosh, God, that that makes sense that this is so relevant to me in my life and, and what I'm going through now or what I've been through in the past or what somebody else is going in my life that now I can speak into their life because I, I've sought it in the word. And so it's this whole full circle moment because I study the word first, then God fulfills and gives me the answers. Right. And the things that we go through in our life are uh, tools then in the master's hands to use to minister to other people. Like, you know, anyway, okay. it, you know, Second Corinthians 1, 4, we've talked about that a lot here on The Remedy and, you know, that the Lord comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can then comfort others when they are troubled, mm-hmm. we'll be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. And I'm just, anyway, I'm just so stoked that you're out there on the battlefield bringing this full buffet to women all around to equip because it's a battlefield out there, not just for men, for women. Women are on the battlefield too, on the regular basis. So it's so true because what I um, really started to see several years ago when I started teaching Bible studies was that women didn't have a place to go to learn together with other women. And because of that, the enemy just tore them apart. They were tearing their marriages. You know, he was tearing marriages apart and families apart and friendships apart. And where I felt God call me to was to come alongside of those women and yes, be an encouragement, but ultimately show them the word, show them the word of God. Hey, this is what God calls of you as a person, as your identity in him. Number one, number two, this is how God calls you to be in community with other people. Number three, this is how God calls you to be a worker, a wife. God says to do all things as he is your master. And if you look at that, then you're like, wow, okay, well, if God is my boss, then who cares who I'm working for? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I go to work and I focus on being my best and God will take care of the rest, right? In my marriage, yes, I I might be married to somebody who I'm I'm struggling with right now, but if God calls me to be the best wife that I can to Him, then I know that I'm honoring God. And in those moments where I'm struggling in my marriage, I have to trust that if I'm doing what God is calling me to do as a wife, that other things are going to be, to come as fruit from that, right? Just as parenting, as friendships. And so, you know, going back to, to where I came and started all of this, it really was because women just were seeking and they were seeking and they were seeking. And the world does tell you to do something different. And, you know, the world tells you to, to focus on you and do what makes you happy and whatever feels good to you, that's the best choice for you. And that's a lie. That's a lie from the enemy. Because when you make choices, the choices aren't just for you. Your choices affect 
everyone around you. And they can be generational affections, right? They can affect people for generations to come. And so it isn't about what makes you happy. It's about what makes you holy. Amen. 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 Uh, the holiness factor, we've talked about that here too, where, you know, so many people want to want to point out, well, God is love. And, you know, love just means I'm going to accept everything. And it's, you know, when we're sitting before the throne of God, what will we be singing? We are going to be singing, holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, right? We're not going to mm-hmm. be like, well, God, you're love. And I know you're so accepting. No, that it's God's holiness is what, you know, God is love. Absolutely. He's the author of love. And our show last week was about love, but um, God is holy. I mean, above all. And, um, you know, oftentimes I think that we get caught up in the grace aspect and we forget that God is holy (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how he, yeah. So it's so true because, you know, the world is telling us that that exact thing is that love and acceptance is number one. And it absolutely is. But the reason that we feel God's love is because he's holy and he knows what's best for us. Mm -hmm. That's true love. It's like us being parents. I, you know, I have teenagers pray for me, but also in, in parenting these teenagers, if I did what they wanted out of the premise of love, they would be in really, really bad places. But because I'm a parent to them and I love them truly and I want them to seek the holiness of God, that's a different parenting perspective. That leads them to the cross and shows them, hey, your decisions should be based on God's obedient word. And when you align your decisions with the word of God, you are blessed abundantly, because that's God's will for you. But if I were to just say, oh, just do what makes you happy, and I love you, and so you can make whatever decision you want, that wouldn't be a good parent right? That would be an awful parent because teenagers are not really capable fully of making good decisions all the time. They're still children. (laughs) And so out of my love for my children, I call them to be responsible people and to be righteous people in the word. And that's what God does for us. He absolutely does. He loves us with everything that he's created us with, but it's a different kind of love. It's a holy love that we can't grasp fully because we are not the creator of the universe, but he lays it out in scripture and says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Mm-hmm. A very different perspective of love and what love looks like than what worldly it's love so looks like. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Megan, I am just so blessed that you took time out to come and be with us here today. It really means a lot. And here on The Remedy, we always close out the show with a scripture or a thought from the Lord <laughs> going out towards uh, everybody who's listening. And we have worldwide listenership. I think we picked up some new listeners in Malta, <laughs> even. And um, I just wow. want to give shout out to our international peeps and also, you know, our local USA uh, peeps that are are listening and tuning in. And also you can find Megan. Megan, uh, go ahead and, and tell the listeners where they can find you. 
So I am online at MeganWrightSpeaks.com. I'm on Instagram at the same handle, MeganWrightSpeaks. And if you want to look at my devotionals and read through those, you can go to the Bible app on version, and you can search up my name or the titles, which you can also find on my Instagram. And my latest one is Lord Shut My Mouth. So fun. And if you follow her on Instagram, uh, she has always this running story of her totally killer farm that they have just <laughs> absolutely lush and green and beautiful and horses. And it's like like a Disney, you know, movie. All there's, It's like <laughs> Hallmark holiday all the time. It's incredible. Anyway, but she always just has this funny running thing of going out there in her Crocs, but also pink sparkly everything. And she's got some really fun <laughs> merch too. And I, um, I got one of her super rad trucker hats. And uh, since, you know, I don't drink alcohol and, and I've got my uh, hold my mocktail is the the hat. And man, I've gotten so many compliments on it. It's sick. Thanks, Megan. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So do you have uh, uh, maybe just something that you want to say to our listeners to kind of bless them as we close out today's show? You know, I think that the most important thing to take away from any conversation about the Word of God is that anybody on this earth can encounter Jesus right where they're at. All you have to do is open up your Bible and you find your true identity and your true identity isn't based on your past and it's not based on your present and it's not based on your future alone. It's based on who God is and who God has created you to be. And once you find your rest and your fullness in your identity in Christ as a masterpiece, Ephesians 2.10 says we are God's masterpiece, then you can move on confidently to do your calling that God has you here for. And so that for me is just the most important thing that you can grasp when you wake up in the morning is who God has made you to be and who God has called you to be. That's so huge. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. You guys, as always, until next week, I love you. Peace.